Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Jeep Wrangler 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie-woogie-woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie-woogie-woogie through a desert where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie-woogie-woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie-woogie-woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom and boogie-woogie-woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. I'm Ricky Rax, and I just hopped out the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. All right, today we got Ricky Rack jumping off the porch with us today. Gang. Gang. How you feeling today, fool? I'm feeling cool, man. I'm feeling smooth. For I'm sure. It's a pleasure to have you on the porch here today it's with us, man. It's a pleasure to be here, my brother. For sure. Appreciate having you, gang. So tell us, what's life like in Chicago for those who wouldn't know? Man, that shit fucked up. That shit fucked up, man. They shooting up every fucking thing out there, man. That shit crazy. So what part of the city are you from? I'm from the north side of Chicago, man. Cabrini Green area. I used to stay in Cabrini Green. And uh, it's like all in the area, but my daddy from the other side and my mama from the projects, the actual project buildings. So growing up, I stayed in the project building until I moved with my daddy and then I was on the other side. For sure. So how would you describe your childhood coming up out there? Oh, it was sweet. My daddy was a drug dealer. <laughs> So how did it feel once your dad went away to the feds? Uh, that shit, it kind of, um, it kind of fucked me up. Like, I was kind of like, you feel me, scattered a lot, because my daddy got locked up when I was 16. When I was 16 and shit in high school and shit, it's like, shit just stopped and I had to figure this shit out on my own. Yeah. Straight up. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? Around that 16, 17 age. That's when I started making my own money, my own, like, you feel me? So what are some of the dangers you experienced growing up in Chicago? Shootings, shootings, shootings. Maybe shooting that bitch up. So growing up in the city of Chicago and experiencing some of the mishaps that comes with the streets of Chicago, in your words, how would you describe the night you witnessed somebody die trying to rob you? Man, that shit was crazy. That shit was like a movie, man. I was sitting in the car chilling, minding my own motherfucking business, man. And a group of niggas walked up to the car. One of them walked up to the door and shit. I'm chilling and shit. I'm, I'm really in my phone, not paying attention, but one of them walked up to the car. And I see the nigga. I'm like, damn, like. I don't know you, but I know like of you. Like you feel me? I went to I was in third grade with your sister and shit. So he walked up to the car. I guess he was a, a gangster now. So he walked up to the car and shit. He oh he got a little he got a book bag on to the front. Now he unzipped the book bag. He walked to the car. It's a book bag full of pipes. <laughs> it's a book bag full of pipes. He say, "What's up? I what's up? He what's up?" 
oh, what's up? I'm thinking we in a motherfucking episode of The Simpsons. We say what's up like seven times to each other. So he fucked that random pockets. Now when he say that, he tried to pull open the door. When he pulled open the door, I guess one of the people who was like who he's with, like, I don't know, they pushed the door back up like, nah, get off that. And we was at a restaurant getting some food. So my homie, he was on the inside getting the food. So he see what's going on. He see the group of niggas surrounding the conscience. So he coming out to see what the fuck going on. It's like six or seven of ass outside of the car. My arm on the door. So when my homie come out, like like when he when he opened the door and shit, my arm was still bracing the door, so it never opened back. Uh, like it never opened fully. So when they pushed the door back closed and shit, my homie came out the restaurant trying to see what's going on. The whole time while we going back and forth saying what's up, I knew the gun was in the glove department, so I'm like fake flicking for that motherfucker trying to get it open, but it ain't my car, so I don't really know what the level at. So when my homie come out, it take the attention off of me, so they turn around like, man, he with him, what a woo. So I'm able to get the gun, I put one in the head, and my homie, he come out, shit, he walked straight through the crowd. He grabbed that motherfucker from me, he, Get to blowing that bitch with like no questions asked because he see what's going on. Shit, he blow that bitch, they scatter like roaches. But one of them, shit, they land on the floor. So my cousin's like, man, that's your old motherfucker dead. I'm like, man, his ass ain't dead, he faking. Whatever. <laughs> his ass out there laid out like a pancake. <laughs> shit, so my homie come. I mean, he do what he do, whatever. We get in the car. As we pulling off, the police pull up. Shit. And that was that. We was on some, like, we ain't gonna tell nobody what the fuck happened type of shit, whatever. Ooh, but the next day, well, probably like two, three days after that, they put him my home picture on the news. Like, we looking for him, whatever. Ooh, but shit. We the victims. We ain't the suspect. Y'all came fucking with us, so. It what it is on that. But I'll just be thinking like how the the situation could have turned and like you feel me, with the matter of seconds, that shit could have been the other way around. Or like you feel me? So it's just it's fucked up out there in the city though. That's the shit you gotta go through though. So how would you describe your mental state, like seeing your homie on the news, you know what I'm saying, experiencing his life in Chicago? What made you say, you know what I'm saying, we finna shift it? Uh, it was, it was points, like, before that point, I, I was already in the process of shifting my shit, like, you feel me, getting on this music shit, or whatever, but, like, that was, like, one of the, what the fuck they say, uh, the needle that broke the camel, like, camel back and shit, like, that, that gave me a real, like, all right, man, because that shit, that situation easily could have turned around and went left, like, you feel me? Yeah. So, you end up going to college, though? Yeah, I went to college twice. I dropped out twice. Man, college was, that shit was the most boringest part of my life. It was cool, though. I actually started rapping when I went to college. For real? Mm-hmm. What I about to, college was boring, would you say? That shit was just whack. That shit just wasn't, you know, that's some shit just not for you. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. What was your major? Uh, business. That's why I, I, college is where I picked up my, 
I picked up on my fraud career heavy in college. <laughs> I was going crazy in college. For sure. So what motivated you to start making music? Uh, I used to be in, be in my dorm room, bored as hell, and I had a MacBook. And uh, one of my homies who I went to school with, his name Mensa. He dead now, RIP my dog. But uh, we used to like, we wasn't on shit, and like we weren't really doing shit in school. Like we weren't going, we was just fucking with bitches and thought we was rapping. So we'll go into the study hall with the MacBook and shit, cut on the extra middle, cut the camera on, start freestyling and shit, swear we in that bitch making motherfucking music videos and shit. That shit used to be funny as hell. Straight like that. Yeah, yeah. So who would you list as some of your musical influences? Uh, King Louis, that's who, like, the first motherfucker who, like, really made me want to rap. This dude named King Louis from Iraq. Uh, he had came down there one time, and he performed in, like, our little cultural center and shit. And I just seen, like, the, re the reaction he was getting. I'm like, damn, I'm like, that's hard. Like, I, I could do that type shit. Yeah. But uh, one of my biggest music influences is Young Thug. I fuck with Young Thug. That's hard. You don't fuck with the, uh, the Beat King? Who was that? <laughs> I mean, not the Beat King. What's that nigga named? The Pope. The Pope? The yeah. Fork of the... Yeah. You know what's crazy? When I was little, he used to stay like uh, in the same building as my auntie and shit. So the time like when he was like busting and like, you feel me, hot in Chicago, he used to stay like right next to when I used to go to my auntie house and shit. I used to see him and shit. I used to really think I was seeing the famous motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the Pope, my dog, though. I just, I just bumped into him the other day at a, a little hookah lounge and shit. That's cold. Yeah. So when would you say you decided to take music serious? Uh, in my dorm room in college. In my dorm room in college, shit, I, I, I was uh, doing a little shit on the little freestyles. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On the computer, and one of my homies down there, who I was selling the lean with, he uh, took me to a studio down there, I recorded my first song. And that's when I was, this was when I was down there at SIUE, that was like 10, 15 minutes away from uh, East St. Louis. So he took me to a ghetto-ass studio in East St. Louis. And I recorded my first song and it been up since then, shit. That's hard. So what do you feel like brings the best out of you and your music? At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My personality, my voice is unique. And shit, I'm just that nigga. Overall, if like I had a scale of accolades, 
from ain't that nigga to that nigga, like I'd be like up there, like that nigga. They gonna have my picture right there, like you feel. <laughs> Straight like that. <laughs> Straight like that, man. For sure. So who are some of the rappers from the city, you know, Chicago, that you got a relationship with? Uh, I got a relationship with damn near every rapper in the city. Like, damn near any rapper in the city that you could think of, like, I either got the song with him, like, you feel me, I have a mutual, what you call him. But uh, me and Polo G actually from the same block. We from the same hood. So how would you describe your relationship with Polo? That's that's little bro. Back when uh, <clears throat> back before he even like blew or whatever. Back before he blew, I used to take him to the studio and shit. Take him to the studio and shit with me, cause I used to get a lot of studio time, and like I never used to use like all the studio time. So, like the last like hour or two of my session. I, I used to be finding little shorties in the hood that rap and shit, and I'd take them with me. And one of my homies, he put me on polo. He like, man, Joe, it's this little shorty. Ooh, he going crazy. I listened to his music. I started taking him to the studio. One time, turn to two times, two times, turn to three times, three times. Like, we was there now on the little schedule. That's crazy. So what was your reaction once he blew all the way up? I knew he was going to blow up from the jump because it's like, I never seen nobody move, nobody shit move that fast organically. It's like his shit was like just going. It was just steady rising. He had dropped one video, that bitch get ten thousand. The next video, that bitch getting thirty thousand. The next song, that motherfucker audio at fifty thousand, sixty. So it's like it was just steady going, steady going, steady going. I'm like, man, you, it got to a point where, cause he used to be heavy like on the game bang rapping at first, and. The little nigga, he used to work at Mariano's. I used to pick his ass up from out from the bus stop and take him to the studio. He he records something once shit so hard up in that bitch, but he on some just gang man shit. I'm like, bro, you can't drop this till you quit that motherfucking job. You can't be getting <laughs> on the bus and dropping no shit like this. <laughs> shit used to be crazy. Straight up. So what about some of the other artists you work with in Chicago? I work with damn near every Artists in Chicago. Uh, I got shit with Lil Zay Osama. I got shit with Young TT. I got shit with, uh, I even got songs with, uh, what's his name? E-Day from 600. Uh, I got a lot of fucking features. I can't even think of all of them. I should have wrote them down before I came on here. That's what I should have did. Note taken. How would you describe your current thoughts on the rap game? That motherfucker up for grabs, bro. If you ask me, it's up for grabs, for sure. It's like it ain't no right, right or wrong way to rap right now. Like, you can do whatever, and you feel me? That shit really just up for grabs. What would you say is the biggest sacrifice you had to make for you to be successful? Not spending as much time with people I love. And like, you feel me? Like, that's like the biggest, that's, that's the biggest sacrifice I could honestly say. So you put a lot of thought into your music videos. Like they really entertaining and shit, right? Yeah. So. Why would you say you're so hands-on when it comes to putting your videos together? Because I just want to make sure 
my personality is captured on film and like my my whole feng shui, my whole aura is like, you feel me? So in order to do that, it's like I gotta be like hands on with the shit to make sure everything go accordingly. Straight up. Talk about the concept for Dapped Up. Uh, Dapped Up, I was a fucking cowboy. I had some cow bitches and shit. We drove three, four hours out from the city, a little fucking horse ranch and we made it happen, shit. I had a fucking white boy in there doing this damn thing. And shit, we just made it happen. What about the concept of flipping birds? Oh, flipping birds, that was uh, flipping, uh, the chicken restaurant. We did that in the chicken restaurant. My cousin actually owned the chicken spot. I hit him up like, man, Joe, I'm trying to shoot a video. He come through, cuz, ooh, got some bitches for that. Got them some little, got a little chef outfits and shit. Ordered like 200 wings and we made it happen, shit. Throwing chicken, chicken wings, slapping ass. This would be a fun time, man. <laughs> Straight this up. Is, I'm, 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 a, I'm a fun time, bro. Juiced up. Juiced up. Oh, damn, that's the O.J. Simpson one. We redid the O.J. Simpson, because uh, the whole thing, like I say in the song, I'm like, call me O.J. Simpson, how I'm juiced up. So we decided to reenact the whole little O.J. Simpson trial. Not the one with he was driving in a Bronco, but when he, uh, when he got his shit back from the people, the little Hall of Fame shit, all this little, what's called? So we redid that whole little scene. Rented the little motel room and shit, and, and that shit was decent. Tied up one of my homies, and we made a movie. All Straight my shit up. be movies. Straight up. So what should we expect from your upcoming project? Uh, more crack, more funny shit. I actually just did some shit today to this to my new my new single. It's called uh, I just burned my bitch. So that's gonna be crack. <laughs> Go into the concept of the single a little bit for us, man. Shit, I burned my bitch. I didn't, I'm not saying I burned my bitch. I'm not saying I didn't burn my bitch, hypothetically speaking. But the song is named I Burn My Bitch. And you're just going to have to listen to it to get the whole, you feel me, feeling of it. Like, but that bitch hard, though. Straight like that. What that bitch is a <clears throat> <clears throat> ass shaker. So how would you describe your grind as an independent artist? The grind as an independent artist, this shit is like, it's tedious, but it be worth it at the end. Like, I've been having my own studio for the last three, four years. I record all my own music and shit. And uh, my first studio, I got kicked out. So I had to, you feel me, get, get my shit together. And like, I had my studio equipment in a, whole, in a storage unit for a whole year before I even found another spot, so you feel me? set up like again so like the, the the grind like that shit that should be tedious man finding the team building the team that i can trust and move with and rotate with like that shit it's like everything man like but motherfuckers taking the necessary steps to you feel me get to where i need to be straight up so would you ever consider signing to a major label situation hell yeah they come with that chicken sharks or jj's you say who? Shards or JJ's? Uncle Ramus. Everybody be saying that lately. That's Uncle Ramus. Blowing their ass out the water. Straight like that. On my mama. 
So what are some of your goals for your career? I want to be one of the biggest artists in the world. I need all them endorsement monies and shit, and I need to, I want to get in movies and shit. I want to do all type of shit, TV shows, all type of shit. Like, music is just, like, not my stopping. Like, you feel me? Music is cool, I do, but I also do, like, other, like, I'm a hell of an actor. I could turn to Denzel Washington right now on this stage. Straight up. Why do you think it's such important to have such a vibrant personality as an entertainer? Because you got to be able to, 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 you got to make people like you, like people want to be around. So you feel me? So when I come around, I make sure I supply the vibes. That's why I call myself the big viber. Because when you with me, you're going to have a good time. You're going to get drunk. You're going to get fucked up. You're going to whatever you, you feel me. You want to get high, what you want. It's like you're going to have a good time when you're with me. I supply the vibes. And like the, the party never stopped with me. I never want to go in the house. Straight up. I never, I'm that, I never want to go. I never want the party to end. So what else are you working on right now? Uh, I'm just working on singles. Like I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of songs. I got like damn near over probably fucking 1,500 songs recorded. So I'm just like put, making my shit more so single drop based. So you feel me? Just focus, focusing on singles, dropping them there. Being consistent. Straight up. That's the type of time I'm on. Any last words and shout outs? Uh, I want to thank my mama. I want to thank God. <laughs> uh, I want to thank my motherfucking self for just being a stern and you feel me, stand up guy I am, because it got me a lot of places in life. And I want to thank my team. I want to thank. My dog, Polo, for giving me opportunities to, you feel me, succeed in this shit. And I want to thank, uh, I want to thank that bitch that gave me here last night, released all my little stress. And that's it. That's all. For sure, man. Ricky Rats, we appreciate you having me today, gang. All right. Head down, ass up, titty twerking, pussy popping, super soaker, monkey gripping. Think I got a coochie problem, buns clapping, Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.